Let's just bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be here this morning to worship you and praise you as a just a group of believers. We thank you for your incredible love and mercy and grace that each one of us have experienced. And we just pray that we're ready for what your word has for us today. We lift up those who are unable to be here. We just pray for for Ray and and Henry and, and Francis and some of the others. We just pray that you'll just be with them. And maybe there's some that are traveling. We just pray for traveling mercies for them. And, and Lord, just, uh, just a great time together to study your word. And I just pray that we can quiet our hearts before you right now. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, every now and then, I like to uh, joke around. And sometimes, uh, when I'm joking, it's maybe a little sarcastic. I feel it's a spiritual gift. Um, it's not mentioned in the Bible. But uh, sometimes I feel gifted in those areas. Some of you guys do. But uh, there's a lot of people in the world that are skeptics, it seems like. And we become skeptical of different things. Sometimes we're not very trusting of people. How many of you feel like you trust a lot of people today? Okay. Got a few. How about in politics? Do you trust, you know? But we doubt a lot of things many times. Uh, Sometimes the things that we doubt the most, I believe, is transformation in people's lives as we maybe know what a person's like before they came to know Christ, and sometimes we, we struggle that. When someone is changed, and they say they've come to know Christ, and we've known them, sometimes we tend to doubt the reality of their transformation. And we think that uh, maybe they're just saying a lot of things in order to get something from us, or, or whatever it might be. And um, there's an old story, it's a, it's a true story, if you've heard of Nicky Cruz, Years ago, uh, he was kind of a a bad guy. He was raised in Puerto Rico, and his parents sent him to New York City when he was 15 because he was causing so much trouble over there. And when he was in New York City to live with his brother, he ran away from home and joined one of the gangs. It was the, I think it's the Mau Mau gang that he was involved in. And uh, his parents had actually raised him in Puerto Rico, as, and they did a lot of uh, Satanistic things. Uh, he was mentally abused by his mother and, and all these things, just a horrible life. But then comes David Wilkerson and uh, he decides he's a kind of a, becomes a almost a street preacher in New York City and uh, had a heart for these gangs. But he invited uh, Nicky Cruz and his gang to come to one of his revivals. He even went and got a bus to pick him up on. And then he, he gets this gang to take up the offering. Now figure that. I'll bet it was a good offering at that point. But uh, the gang, some of the gang members wanted to keep the offering. But uh, Nikki kind of said, no, we got to put on a good front here. But through that message, Nikki Cruz comes to know the Lord. And uh, many of the other people in that gang came to know the Lord through... Uh, through David Wilkerson, when he gave that altar call. And in the end, people started thinking at first, going, I wonder if they were just putting up a front, or were they really transformed? 
And Nicky Cruz, he went on to go to Bible college and he's had quite a ministry. I think he even has headquarters in uh, Cara Springs. Um, but life changing. And we might not have a story like Nicky Cruz, but all of us that have come to know the Lord, we have a story. We have a story to tell about how Christ came into our lives and how His presence has changed us today. He's still working on us. It's going to change us tomorrow. And that's what we're talking about in this series on grace. Uh, as we look into grace, we're, we're looking at how God transforms us into new people. People who are transformed all because that Christ came into this world to die for our sins. He rose again to show that He broke the power of death. And it's exciting. That's kind of why we're here this morning. But one of the beautiful aspects of the transforming power of Jesus is the fact that He can take someone's heart of stone and He can transform it. There's a passage out of Ezekiel, chapter 36, and it says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. From your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So true transformation. You can go from being angry and mean to being kind. You can go from a person who's really greedy to being a person who's generous. You can become you can go from a person that's obsessed with yourself and you become you can become others centered. And that type of transformation is available to each one of us who's a follower of Christ. Jesus said in Luke chapter 5 he said those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The problem is, most of us go through life believing that we're not the sick ones. We point to others and we say, well, they need to hear that message. They're the ones that need help. But there's signs all around us. There's a lot of things that we all fall into. We, we might have bad habits. We might have destructive behavior. We might have imploding relationships. We might have sinful activities. Yet a lot of times we look at it and we say, I'm okay, but you're not. But Jesus said I did not, He did not come to call the righteous, but He said He came to call the sinners to repentance. And the truth that goes along with that statement is what Paul said in Romans 3.10, that no one's righteous. No one. We've all sinned. It's just that not everybody's ready to admit it. And if you can't admit it, then you're going to have a really hard time getting help from Christ. But once we recognize that we're a sinner and we're broken, then we can come before God and we can experience His transforming grace. So today we're going to talk about... How's that for an introduction? That was a long one, huh? Today we're going to talk about transforming grace, but if you, if you look at your Bibles, it's a very familiar passage. Um, he was a very notorious, very disliked person, but he experienced God's transformation. His character was changed. Go to Luke chapter 19. It tells us a story of a man named Zacchaeus. 
How many have ever heard about Zacchaeus before? Okay. And we'll see his dramatic life change. So let's just read the first ten verses. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see Jesus, who, who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Do you wonder how many people heard this from Zacchaeus? He's a change, and they responded maybe with sarcasm. They're probably looking at it and say, well, once Jesus leaves this town, he's going to go back to his old way of life, and it's going to be just the same old thing. But I think this passage shows the power of the gospel. And if there's nothing else you get out of this today, realize that God has not given up on you. We're all at work. He's working on each one of us. But if we go back to the story of Zacchaeus, he was not a popular person. He was a tax collector. Specifically, he was the chief tax collector. He was a Jewish citizen whose job it was to collect taxes from the Jewish people for the Roman government. Now that was bad enough. But the Romans took more money than was due them. Add to the fact that the ta Roman tax collectors had a notorious reputation for bullying people and for forcing them to pay more than what was the required amount. But as long as the taxes were being collected, Rome would look the other way. If we're getting our share, you can take whatever you want as a, as a tax collector. They probably looked at it as well, that's one of the perks of the job. So tax collectors had a terrible reputation for exhorting all sorts of things from people. Zacchaeus was at the top of the chain. He's the boss. He's the chief tax collector. Probably all of the ones in the city worked for him. And like I said, they were despised. Zacchaeus hears that Jesus is passing through the city. So he went to see him. But he couldn't see him because Zacchaeus was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he. <laughs> now come on, you guys know that song, right? He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. See, this is Sunday School Songs 101. Even Tom might know that song. So Zacchaeus wants to see Jesus. He runs ahead, climbs a tree, sees Jesus approaching. And what does Jesus do? He invites himself to Zacchaeus' house. 
the crowd begins to complain of all the people's house that you're going to go to. A tax collector's really? This no good person? How can you, Jesus, being a good rabbi teacher, want to spend time in a tax collector's house? And then to share a meal with them. In a sense, you're giving them a stamp of approval. Because the people of that day, they felt that Zacchaeus was beyond redemption. But Jesus didn't see that. Jesus saw something that only Jesus can see in people. He didn't see Zacchaeus as he was. He saw Zacchaeus as he could be. When Jesus looks at you, He doesn't merely see what you look like today. He sees the person you can be. He doesn't dwell on those past sins and mistakes. He doesn't dwell on all those mess-ups. And you know, all the people around you, especially family, (laughs) they may see only your faults and all of the screw-ups that you've maybe done, and maybe they've given up on you, But Jesus has never given up on you. You might be ready to give up on yourself. But Jesus isn't. Even if nobody else sees your potential, Jesus does see your potential. If you want to experience God's transformational grace, you cannot give up on yourself. It's possible to change with God's help. So when you read this story of Zacchaeus, you hear phrases, you know, Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he comes down. And then Zacchaeus stands up and he says, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. What does Jesus say? Today salvation has come into your house. It seems like there's a sense of urgency in this story. It's almost like Zacchaeus says, this is my one big chance to come to know Christ. I can't afford to let it go by. And Jesus was not pressuring Zacchaeus for a decision. He was giving Zacchaeus an opportunity to take a step in his spiritual life if he chose to do that. And I think sometimes there's too many people who think that the possibility of my life being transformed is either a long time away or it's just not going to happen for me. They might think I am who I am. That's just the way it is. We have a hard time many times trusting in God's power and trusting in God's grace. But really, the change that you've been wanting to experience can begin right now. It can begin today. Because Jesus wants to come into each one of our hearts and life so that we can become the people that He's called us to be. So in a sense, Jesus is telling us, get out of that sycamore tree. Get involved. Let me come into your heart and life today. 
But there's another thing I want to grasp from the story here. Is it seems like we got to take action. I mean, Zacchaeus stood up, even though he's a wee man. <laughs> he stood up, and he said, I'm going to pay back any, any, anything I've taken from people. I'll give half my possessions. I'll give four times the amount that I took. And Jesus tells him, today a salvation has come into your house. But Zacchaeus was not saved because he gave his money to the poor. He gave his money to the poor because he was saved. He experienced acceptance. He experienced grace and mercy of Christ. And it changed the way that he lived. He became a generous person towards other people. And many times when we experience God's grace, it changes our behavior. In Ephesians 2.8-9, very familiar passage, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. That's what Paul said. In the book of James, James would agree, saying, if you've been saved through faith, then you'll demonstrate those that faith through, through doing good stuff. And then the Apostle Paul would, would again respond and say in verse 10, which I think is a key verse for us this morning, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We are saved through faith, not because of our goodness, but because of God's goodness. God loved us in spite of our sin. In spite of our selfishness. And he just says, if you receive me, I will come into your life. And we should respond in, in a sense saying, wow, God, make me a new person. I'm going to be different. I'm going to act different, behave different. And there's a lot of people that probably live good lives, good moral lives, but they get saved they sure have a change of attitude, change of purpose. But Zacchaeus took the first step. He got out of the tree. He dealt with the subject that was very dear to his heart, and I think that subject was his money. And he quit hoarding it for himself, and he was willing to give it to others. But I think the important part of Zacchaeus was he made it public. He made his commitment to Christ public. In a sense, brought him some accountability. He said it in front of everybody. But it's only if you're ready to change your life will it happen. But this morning, maybe there's something that's very close to you. Maybe it's very personal to you. And it's something that you're holding on to. And that's, it's between you and, and God. Maybe God's telling you, maybe you need to deal with that today. And I think if we can deal with some of these issues that we all have in our lives, we can start experiencing and seeing in our lives the transforming power of God's grace at work in our lives. Because it was Jesus who said, Behold, I make all things new. Is offering that for us today. 
The best part of this whole story is when he says, today salvation has come to your house, to your life, to your heart. That's the best day that any of us can ever experience in our lives is when we ask Christ into our life and God says, today salvation has come to you. And so I trust that you know Christ, that you've experienced a little bit of His transforming grace. But no matter what you're going through today, realize He's not done with each one of us. And you can look at me and say, boy, He's not. He's got a lot of work to do on you. And He does. And maybe it's time for all of us to get out of the sycamore tree and give our hearts and lives to Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this morning we, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for this example of Zacchaeus and how immediately he began following You and gave his heart and life to You. And Lord, I thank You for each one of us that's here today. And, and Lord, You know of our hearts. You know all that we're going through, each one of us. You know the good things, the bad things. And Lord, we're all part of Your workmanship. And I thank You that You're not done with any of us. And I just pray that we will live our lives in a way so that You can work through us. And Lord, I do pray that if there's anyone here this morning that has never experienced that transforming grace, the tremendous salvation that You offer, I just pray right where they're sitting, they'll ask You into their heart and life. And Lord, that they can go out of here saying, today salvation has come into my life. And Lord, I just pray even now as we get ready for the a time around the communion table, that we can all focus on what You've done for us and the suffering and the pain and the blood that was shed on the cross so that we might be free from sin. And so Lord, we give You this time, we give You our lives. In this we pray in Jesus' name, Amen.